his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. We are welcoming to our show Stephen Hawkins, the president of the Coalition for Public Safety. Uh, Stephen, it's great to have you on the show to chat about prison reform today. So good morning. Thanks. Good morning, Sue. Often when we hear about an issue like this, a lot of us default automatically to the perspective, Stephen, that, um, you know, organizations like yours are bleeding hearts and they uh, want people uh, not to serve the sentences that uh, they deserve, et cetera. So try to explain how you work with all kinds of groups in order to make this a thing. Sure. So so, uh, what is unique about the Coalition for Public Safety is that we are truly bipartisan and the largest bipartisan effort in the country to reform the justice system. We have progressive organizations, but we also have very conservative organizations like Americans for Tax Reform and others who've all come together, groups that frankly disagree on mostly everything else, but agree that the justice system in the United States is broken. Uh, and we need to make it more fair, balanced, and effective. Uh, and we think we can do that and still preserve public safety. Okay. And uh, one of the things that you want to do is to take a look at who is incarcerated and for what, and is there a better solution uh, that serves society, the, the person, persons that are victimized, uh, et cetera. So how are you, how are you looking at that? Sure. So what what we recognize first is that we have a lot of people in prison who are uh, shouldn't really be there. You know, they're the low-level drug offenders, uh, for example. Uh, we have people who are in prison who really have no illness needs that have gone unaddressed. So part of what we like to say, Sue, is how do we separate uh, in prison the people who we should legitimately have fear, you know, and, and, and fear for, for for them being released too early from those folks who we're simply mad at, you know, who really deserve some other alternative means. So, you know, we have, in, in the federal system, just for example, half of the people there are, are low-level drug drug offenders. It's a very costly way to deal with, with um, someone's uh, addiction. Uh, so, we also know that people coming out of prison need to uh, have effective jobs uh, or else they are likely to return to prison. Right now, 95% of everybody who's incarcerated will eventually come home. And sadly, two-thirds of those folks end up going back to prison within three years. And one of the big drivers is not having uh, real employment opportunities. So. The project that we've uh, been involved with in San Quentin, uh, where they're actually teaching inmates how to computer code, um, they've designed our website. Uh, what is so exciting about this is that we see inmates actually learning 21st century skills that hopefully, then as they come out of prison, will actually 
lead to uh, jobs, better futures for them and their families, making them uh, effective taxpaying citizens, and hopefully meaning that they will never go back to prison. How do you convince employers to buy into what you're doing? And have you found partners for this for some of the inmates who who do leave San Quentin? And what what is the incentive with the employer? How hard is it to sell this concept? Sure. So right right now, I mean, just to say a little bit more about the program and how it started, we had, there was a venture capitalist, you know, Silicon Valley guy, he goes into San Quentin, I, I think they do like a pep talk to inmates, and, and he realizes that he's meeting some men there who who he feels would have the chops to learn computer coding. So he sets up a program, and inmates can knock it on the Internet like you or I, but he sets up sort of a closed system within within the San Quentin training facility, and, and these inmates learn the same coding skills that they would have learned as they were in training out in Silicon Valley. Uh, and now, uh, to your point, you know, opportunities for them to gain meaningful employment. Uh, we certainly are encouraging more employers to hire folks coming out of uh, prison. We're encouraged that big industries like Coke Industries, Walmart, um, have, um, have uh, created um, or, or have uh, taken away barriers that, 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 that once existed to, to employment um, by, by, by not discriminating um, on employment applications. That, that, that's a start. Uh, so hopefully we will see tech startups. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, Microsoft and Google and others take a look at, at, at this kind of um, opportunity um, because right now, Sue, there are there are more jobs for computer programmers than there are computer programmers graduating uh, from 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 programs every, every year. So there's so there's a need, and hopefully we can see these kind of programs replicated around the country. And again, it's really giving inmates, you know, returning citizens, and they are assisted citizens and people that have paid their debt to society, giving them a chance to gain some skill sets that will actually keep them out of prison. Obviously, the uh, factors of addiction and, and mental mm-hmm. illness are, are something that you, you absolutely have to be honed in on with, right. uh, with the, the folks that are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. What kind of modalities are you looking at in order to uh, change the way that things have been handled in the past and, and find solutions to these issues to put people in the position to get back mm-hmm. on their feet. I mean, there's no guarantee in life, as we all know, but right. uh, could are, are you looking more at uh, ways that this can be done effectively? Sure. So uh, I'm encouraged that states across the country have been taking a look at their criminal justice systems, um, deciding that, uh, that effective programming, diversion programs to keep people from going to prison, in the first place, the creation of what are called drug courts and mental health courts, um, that, that they can be more effective because if you do not treat someone's addiction, you know, they can spend months in jail, they can spend years in prison, but that but it it, it won't necessarily change change things. And prisons are expensive. Uh, so 
Well, what we're seeing is that states are recognizing, Sue, that, you know, uh, collectively states are spending $80 billion a year on on incarceration, and that comes at the cost of education and other vital, um, you know, services. So, uh, so by creating effective programs, by... Um, you know, states like Texas that have done this have now seen, uh, you know, in a state as conservative as Texas, they've closed five prisons and may be closing more um, be, because they've gotten smart on crime, as, as, as we call it. You can be tough on crime and you can be smart on crime at the same time. What did they do in Texas to change what was happening and, and how did mm-hmm. they get these five prisons closed? What, what, what did they do? Well, you know, some 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 things almost are you know big big and small. Um, certainly, creating the the kind of programming that diverted people who did who were not a threat to public safety but really needed drug treatment, mental health treatment. That was one step. Uh, they 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 looked at the statutes. They 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 had a statute for something like. Um, you know, uh, larceny, which was too low, you know, it was like, you know, for like $250, you, you know, stealing someone's iPhone, you could end up with a felony conviction and a couple of years in prison. You know, some of these statutes were written back in the 60s when $250 really meant something. And today that, I don't think anybody wants to see someone go to prison for pinching their, their, their iPhone. So what did Texas do? They, they, they raised that threshold to like $5,000. But little things like that could mean, you know, the difference between, you know, like a thousand more people ending up behind bars when I think most of us would say, look, that person needs probation. They, 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 they need to pay the person back for the stolen iPhone, but we're not looking for that person to spend two years in prison. Not 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 when prison costs twenty five thousand dollars a year. So so those kinds of practical things too, mm-hmm. and and broader sort of looking at really understanding who was in prison and 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 what the various needs were, is is been the success in 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 Texas and and hopefully we'll we'll see more of that around the country. Pennsylvania, for example, is looking at some interesting legislation around clean slate where if you've done your time, um, you know, not for all offenses, but for certain offenses, if you've done your time and have stayed out of trouble, how can your record be purged so that you have a better, you know, sort of let, let leg up in, in, in terms of, of, of returning into society? So, um, you know, those and other sorts of efforts, I, I think we, we, we need to look at all of it if, uh, if we're going to see our prison system begin to go back to numbers that that I think you know we all want to see a prison system smaller and see those dollars spent in ways that uh, are of more betterment to society. You, you mentioned uh, on your website that if there is a savings from uh, reduced to incarceration, the savings could be used. In true public safety measures, what what would you suggest as a true public safety measure to protect people in society from those who prey upon them? Sure. So, you know, from the cost savings, and you know, and and we've seen this in places like um, like 
Texas, for for example, they've they've taken some of their savings, you know, the hundreds of millions of dollars that they saved from not having to build prisons, and they and they said, well, well, what do we need? We need um, uh, a range of, of of things from making sure that we have, um, you know, effective drug treatment, mental health. Um, systems for people who, who need to be diverted out. We can give more resources to probation and parole. You know, these folks, some of the parole officers who have incredible caseloads, um, which then creates part of the problem. You know, you, you, you need to have enough people who can, who can help monitor and help people coming out of prison actually succeed. So, they, so Texas has put some money more more money in into probation and parole. And you can send some resources over to law enforcement. You know, I, I, I don't think most most, you know, police officers that I speak to um are concerned right now about um the opioid epidemic, you know, they mm-hmm. they spend a lot of their time responding to crises around opioid ad- addiction. You know, they, they they did not graduate from the academy to want to do that all day. And um and, and how we can utilize our police resources most effectively to actually spend their time uh you know, responding to violent crime and find other ways to actually um help those who are drug addicted, um, in need of mental health serve services and so forth. Stephen Hawkins, president of the Coalition for Public Safety. Thank you for speaking out and, and offering ideas. It's just what we need to hear, and we hope in the future that uh, everybody from all sides hears them out and works on this problem in, in a meaningful way. So thanks for doing what you do. Thank you, too. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.